0: Welcome back to Don't Caught a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. It's been a long wait for some. Not for us. <laughs> Not for us. Um, but uh, we are starting Lightbringer, the newly published uh, sixth book, I guess, in the Red Rising series mm-hmm. by Pierce Brown. Um, so we've read we've read a third of it. Uh, we stopped at chapter 24 but I have before we get to this i've i've got a i've got a question for you Dan mm-hmm. and um I don't have the current gaming setup that i that I want oh okay and because of that I have not been able to play baldur's oh baldur's gate 3 just came out baldur's gate baldur's gate 3 that's right you gotta specify because i remember playing baldur's gate oh i think it was two when i was a lad (laughs) so i'm a little bit ashamed of this because i i actually didn't even know about it until like when like less than a week ago (laughs) honestly yeah yeah this has been on my radar for a long time okay yeah and like one of my friends was like hey you've been playing this and i was like "What? Well, i don't know what you're talking about and since then i've looked it up and i'm like god i want this yeah. but but uh i don't have the computer for it and i don't have the console for it so mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think is it is it worth me uh is it worth me making some moves um, i i think so but but I don't know. I don't know how much you would have to spend. Like, how much you're looking to spend on something? (laughs) Okay, let's let's first let's first clarify what it is. Okay, Baldur's Gate three is a game that's been in like pre-release, like beta, for two years, I think now, Uh, and just released, like official. The game is done. Release like three days ago. Upon recording this. Uh it is like a RPG. It's essentially D&D. It's essentially virtual D&D. Like you are rolling dice and doing like it's just 5e, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. But instead of having a <laughs> dungeon master, the the game is your dungeon master. Okay. Okay. Is it actually so, Okay, so uh I know I haven't given an update on this, but I have I have had a couple D&D sessions. Okay. Yes. Um and how does it how does it compare to like actual live, like, the the real tabletop game? You know what I mean. Like, yeah. can you actually do anything? Okay, no, of course, of course you can't because it is a right. game. So they've only coded so many things into it, right? However, um, so so I think in that regard, it's not quite as fun as playing D and D with regular people. Because, you know, you're limited on your dialogue options, right? You can't totally do whatever you want in that regard. Um, You're somewhat limited in, like, the things you can do and the spells you can combine and stuff like that. Um, But uh, in terms of, like, pacing, way better than a (laughs) real-life D&D campaign. Because, Luke, if you get in a room and there's a bunch of doors in that room it doesn't take 50 minutes to figure out which door to go through and then circle back and go in the other door and then check for traps and all that stuff is happening like as you're going through all that stuff is happening constantly okay. and so it just like accelerates a lot of the stuff stuff in D&D that you have to like spend a bunch of time on do you know what i mean like yeah in in traditional D&D there's this thing where it's like Every time you add another door, you add another like 20 minutes for your players in <laughs> in a space because they're like, what do we do with this door? Right. Don't have that and, and problem. And every, every like encounter takes an hour. Correct. Yeah. That problem does not exist in Baldur's Gate 3, which is really nice because you can like get through the story much quicker, but you are somewhat limited in what you can do. Granted, like mm, there's a lot of options. Um, okay. And it's run like okay. the people that make it are like professional dungeon masters. Do you know what I mean? So like the story is good. Like you, when you're running <laughs> a campaign with people and you're making up the story, it can be kind of a dud sometimes. But, sure. Yeah. But this is this is a good story. It looks good. The story's good. It's fun. I'm loving it all right You can play all with right. your friends, so it's like being in a D and D campaign. Okay, got to get some friends. Oh uh, yeah, that's step one. Before I do like, that, good luck. But <laughs> maybe do that before the console and and PC update. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I really, I really want to play it. I, like I said, I only learned about it a couple of days ago, and like. Honestly, I've been trying to not look too much into it because I know if I do, I'm going to have so much, um, like, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out so much that I'm going to do something rash. Mm, Um, Like hold up a Best Buy to get what you need. Right. Yeah, it's happened to the best of us. Something, Something along those lines. But we'll see. We'll see. This might, I've been meaning to make the jump from console to PC gaming for a long time. And maybe, maybe this will be the instigator. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly not that, it's not that expensive. Like it's much less expensive than you'd think. There's a lot of, especially, I bet now it's way cheaper too, because post pandemic, because during the pandemic, everybody bought a bunch of super hardcore computer stuff and then now they're all going back to work and don't have time for it and they're trying to sell it was this was this was this pandemic related or crypto related okay also crypto related yeah and the crypto crash means that like people are selling off graphics cards left and right yeah luke i think now's the time (laughs) now's the time okay i'll keep you guys updated please as as always please do luke please do (sighs) okay okay baldur's gate go go get it uh, we're not taking money from them, but soon will be, I assume. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and let us and let us know. Okay, should we should we talk Lightbringer? Lightbringer up to chapter twenty four, Luke. I want. Can I start us off, please? Because something about this really bothered me right off the bat. Okay, sure. How how have we not upgraded our recycling programs in the future to where? We're no longer generating literal moons worth of trash for Darrow to have his (laughs) secret base on. Mm. Like, what? What are we doing? Why? Why is this all trash? What's happening? (laughs) Right. I guess. Okay. So, it's it becomes a question of cost, right? Of course. Which one? Which one is more cost effective? sending it like into the sun or recycling it (laughs) why are they sending it into the sun (laughs) do you why why is that the solution it's not like they need to fuel the sun it's not like they're like oh the sun's running out of fuel we got to pump it up there's literal space everywhere do you know what i mean like it doesn't have to go into the sun you could just make a big ball of trash that floats around and you just add more trash to it. You know? What? Oh, you mean make one, one big trash moon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to go into the sun. Like, you don't need to shoot it into the sun. It can just float around. There's a lot of space out there. This is actually a better question of strategically if you're in like in charge of a planet right and mm-hmm. as we've always seen tons of tons of war we're always we're always at war basically right a moon is quite a strategic benefit oh of course yeah absolutely we're seeing that right now so in a, our battle build a build up a trash moon build up a trash moon as a cool base <laughs> as a cool defensive position and f- and right. like dock Make a trash moon that's like Hawaii out in the Pacific, you know? Like, okay, literally the opposite of Hawaii because Hawaii is a beautiful paradise. But I mean, like, from a military perspective, it's the same thing. Right. Right. <laughs> it's very, very similar. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some logistical issues with that, but I, I think pretty easy to solve. Yeah, I can't think of any problems with it. <laughs> Tr- now it's now it's trash moon. Versus recycling, I'm choosing Trash Moon every time, every time. Why are we doing this now? <laughs> Hold go, on, gotta go. <laughs> we need a better name for it, uh, but. Than Trash Moon. Than Trash Moon. The rubbish but comet. That's, that's not our job. The rubbish comet. Okay. Uh, well, I, it's a it's a category now though. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, we'll work on it. Um, we'll we'll workshop it. Yeah, but yeah, as we've um, seen, I'd, very helpful for Darrow. Very helpful for Darrow. The other thing about this is, um, people are like very multi talented. In that, there's a lot of like, everyone has the ability to like weld, <laughs> and. Get in the machine shop. Yeah. I'm very impressed. You mean how like, well, Darrow is very talented, right? Where he also is, he's sure. welding and then he gets in the machine shop to make his own custom armor that looks apparently pretty good. Right. Yeah. It is, <laughs> it is pretty impressive given Darrow has like no experience doing this. Because why would he? Well, no experience that we've seen. Maybe, maybe it's a hobby or something. No. Luke yeah, Darrow's the guy with all the hobbies. <laughs> yeah, Darrow has no hobbies. It's very sad actually. <laughs> D- Darrow has literally no hobbies. And why would he learn how to do this? Waste of his time. Yeah. May I, I think that actually here's why he would learn to do this. But I don't think he has yet. As a as a little bonding exercise with PAX, right? Because PAX Oh yeah. Is uh is is working on these grav bikes all the time? Okay, maybe this is. What I feel like did. there's a little crossover there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, all right, fine, Daryl. you get a pass here. My other idea was that like maybe they just looked so bad, and that's why they got caught. <laughs> so which is like clearly these guys, clearly that's Daryl, right? <laughs> why well, they got caught when they went to went to rescue Severo? You mean? Yeah, because. They were like, they saw him on the camera and they were like, hold on. Yeah, that's, that looks like a five-year-old made it. (laughs) Darrow famous for a lot of things, one of them being bad at making armor. Yeah. He's, I guess, world's renowned for bad at making armor. (laughs) Okay, the other thing about this, this was the plan? Yeah, not a good plan, guys. To rescue (laughs) Sevro. What? of course it's a decoy right like i knew this when they yeah, got in there obviously if he's wearing a mask it's a decoy every time and also honestly even then like i'm sure that they can do like things to make people look like severo super easily yeah yeah it's all it's always a decoy it's never a severo and even if you think it's severo it's not severo <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. Darrow's losing his touch here, mm-hmm. a I little mean, bit. I mean, I think he, I think he has lost his touch at at which we've complained about some in the past. Um, but this mission, I think, was a low point, strategically. I will say. Yeah, I mean, they make it out barely, just like the luckiest, the right. luckiest opportunity that Severo provided for them. Um, but also. I mean, I think Pierce is recognizing that, right? Pierce literally has Dara get beat down by one of the most J-level characters around right now. <laughs> right. For sure, yeah. So, I th- So this is my other point, that apparently Dara also kind of sucks at fighting now. I guess, compared to Apple? Oh, I mean, to be fair, I guess it's more of like, he sucks at dueling. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Well, and I mean, Lysander beat him too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl's losing his touch. But, I mean, he's getting set up right now. He's doing a little training montage with Cassius right now. That's right. That's right. I mean, Cassius does does say it. Like, you know, he's been, what does he say? Like, using your body as a sledgehammer for the last, like, 10 years? Something like that, yeah. Uh, Which, like, fair, yeah. Let's get some uh... It's like yeah, Cassius, what have you been doing? Oh, just flying around for fun? Huh. Thanks. <laughs> Dira Duro just needs some uh some oil in his in his joints. Uh I don't know. Get Cassius some... Cassius just give him a good massage. <laughs> Maybe a little acupuncture that he's learned. Yeah, I think so. Get there all loosened up. That's right. Get on get on the foam roller, probably. Oh if Dara doesn't know about the foam roller by this at this point, it's gonna change his life. Cassius pulls one <laughs> of these you, things out. Can, can you imagine <laughs> the first like few days of Dara's training is just like <laughs> doing some foam roller work, doing some deep tissue. He's got a theragun in there. <laughs> He's doing some ice baths. Cassius is like, you gotta work on your recovery, man, because that's like. You a do. big part of training. <laughs> I think it's happening. I for hope sure. so. I hope so. Um, speaking of loosening up and, and kind of blowing off some steam, when Darrow and Cassius are rescuing Severo, they're looking for a green to get him access, right? Mm-hmm. We find out that the greens get these credits to this arcade thing. Yeah. As like reward for their hard work. Um. And everything they're doing is being broadcast, like, above their heads? Yeah. I mean, we gotta give these guys an incognito mode, right? Come on, private browser (laughs) for sure. Y'all, I get it. This is like a fascist empire that needs to control what's going on in the minds of its citizens. But also, we gotta not have it broadcast up in a hologram (laughs) for everybody to see please (laughs) for the sake of everyone i think i know it's crazy (laughs) like i get i get the benefit of like your regular video games right i want my buddies to see how good i am at call of duty sure (laughs) you really do need to put in an option for incognito mode. Especially especially (laughs) given how many of these people are doing the like, (laughs) the like sexy game, the like 18 plus game on Steam that you don't don't buy on your mom's credit card. (laughs) It's all of them. It's like all of them. Uh, It's all of them and it's just showing what they're doing on there. Yeah. Ah. uh, now, I'm sure that for these people, notions of privacy are very different because these are greens, right? These are people who live on the internet where there is no privacy. So they're like, yeah, whatever. Right. They are like connected to each other a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Even just for the people walking through the arcade to like get to the pizza place at the back. It's like, I didn't want to be accosted by all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think though? Hey, hey, now I'm coming up with like a conspiracy theory here. Yeah, because like you would have. It's crazy to me that you wouldn't have something. Do you think that when the greens go into these things, right? They're like, they're like in it, so they actually are not really aware mm-hmm. of their surroundings. Yeah. Um, I could see. Apple mm-hmm. having some funsies of just, like, displaying crazy stuff. That they're not actually like doing. That's what they're doing. Like, this guy's actually playing FIFA. Yeah. But... <laughs> but we're seeing, like, weird fantasy porn on the screen. Yeah. he gets out of it. Everyone's like, yeah. dude. Uh. <laughs> He's like, yeah. It's a I classic know, prank. It is a good prank. That's true. I do worry that maybe he played the prank on the guy that Darrow murdered. Yeah. Like dude is just playing some 2k and Darrow was seeing now I do want to, I do want to take a beat here and acknowledge the thing on the video screen that Darrow saw this guy playing, you know, the green that he murdered instead of taking him along with him because what he saw in yeah. the video was so horrific. Yeah. When you think about it, there are very few things that reach that level because when you think about what video games are today, like what, what you do in a video game today, it's kind of bad. Like you, there's a lot of killing. There's a lot of violence in video games. Yeah. Yeah. So like the list of things for you to be doing in a video game that are like instant murder worthy is so small. This is, this is, this is true. Yeah. I I can think of like two and I don't even want to say them on this podcast because they're so awful. Right. yeah Yeah, i mean you're not wrong you're certainly not wrong so i mean i guess um, and the reason it's pretty bad it's got to be pretty (laughs) bad considering also all the things that like darrow has seen in person yeah in real life correct um and like so oh man I don't really I don't even want to talk about this much more cuz there's really like it's, one major yeah. thing that it that it, that it is that it's like hey, this has got to be what it is cuz I can't think of anything it's, else that would be this bad. It's it's J level plus plus. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, can I take us to like um, to a bigger a bigger uh issue though that I'm starting to have. Okay. We need a green hero. The greens seem like they have so much po for being super important and like causing so much havoc. Yes, and I don't think we have any greens that Darrow has. God knows, a part of the Republic, like any big high-level greens that are like, I'm hacking into the, I'm hacking in, and I'm gonna turn off their guns to the mainframe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely not any specific ones. Like, I feel like we hear about Greens generally doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my theory. I feel like Greens are a little bit more collaborative. Okay. Mm, so there's and... no standout member. Right. Maybe there's standout teams. Okay. Well, then get us a standout yeah. team. I just want. Yeah. I feel like there's so much Poe for mm-hmm. Darrow to be like, haha you thought you you thought you got in here and did this when in fact i turned off all of your ships i hit the power button i had my greens reset the router and so your ships don't work anymore right that's a that's a big one i think another big one and i don't know if this would necessarily fall into the green category but uh propaganda videos Mm mm-hmm For sure. Really good. Propaganda holograms? Propaganda video games for all these screens to get into? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Could be good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I know you're enjoying uh, this sexy, sexy game, but take five minutes and watch this ad about how great The Republic is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, also, like, I don't know. These symbols... Of like people dying or people living or people fighting really well or quite important, right? For example, currently no one knows whether Darrow is dead or alive. Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to use that as an example, but have a little deep fake of like, I don't know, if you're on one side like Darrow being killed or if you're on the other side, Darrow being like alive doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean this is getting back to the problem that we've we've discussed at length of like trusting video. Like no one should be trusting video in this world. Right, right. Which which we we, will, we don't have to get into yeah. too much more. But yeah. Yeah, give us some give us some green heroes. Um, I Do feel it. like we've gotten a lot of the other colors at least a lot of main characters from the other colors, but green not so much. Yeah. Throw I feel us... like green and brown maybe. Well, I mean, figment was brown, but... Okay, first, I got to say this before we move on. Um, Give us a Mr. Robot. Just give us a Mr. Robot green to be the cool hacker man (laughs) that we all need. Um, Browns. What do browns do again? They're like janitors? They're like the chefs. Janitors, maybe. But reds kind of also do that sometimes. Yeah. I don't... There's I, there's some overlap, okay. sure. Yeah, because this... I feel like there's overlap with oranges as well. Oranges and what? And like reds, because mm. like oranges are like the engineers yeah. kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like we're seeing reds do that kind of thing as well. Okay. Um, now that I think about it, maybe reds just do a little bit of everything, <laughs> except except be big and strong, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. One day. Um we did it we did have an orange hero well not, I wouldn't say hero, Glorastes that mm. we I'm assuming lost. I don't know though. Unless we see his body it's still out there. Okay. Okay. Sticking to that sticking to the rule. I like it. Also the orange right. that's a part of the republic. Uh Her Herastes or whatever his name is. Yeah, Harnassus, I think. Harnassus is his name. Yeah. So yeah. he seems he seems all right. Uh, can we talk about a different a different person in here? Sure. Yeah. Go to Quicksilver. Is it time to go to Quicksilver? We can do Quicksilver. OK. Do you have a note before that? Um, no. OK. I have two things that I want to talk about. With Quicksilver. First, the mm, we get another st- another stab at communism here. Did you pick up on this? <laughs> Um, no, I didn't. They they don't actually even call it communism. They call it socialism, which is like even worse in my mind, where uh, Quicksilver's husband is talking about, yes, Mateo is talking about how this is exactly what he feared about the socialist elements in the government. And it was like, okay, but like, I don't know, a little bit of socialism is probably important (laughs) (laughs) because... Uh your company right, was okay. not doing great things for the reds and you kind of acknowledge that. Uh yeah, I mean so Quicksilver is famously like like super capitalist, right? Yeah. Um I do feel like Matteo has a little bit of a little bit of a humorous like angle here. Mm, okay. Mhm. Yeah, comparing comparing like fascism and like total war to you know <laughs> the the slightly bad things that socialism can do in their eyes okay okay fair i didn't i didn't pick up on that when i was reading it the first time but now that you mention it like i think that's that's reasonable yeah yeah <laughs> but 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 quick uh but Quicksilver does take some shots, quite often, at anything that is not like just capitalism, right? Anything that where he can't just be a libertarian edge lord, like he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about our boy Quicksilver. Um, but great at technology. So that's good. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's great at technology, like. He just has a lot of money, right? Right. Okay. So he's just like, hey, people who make technology, I'm going to give you a lot of money. Make me cool shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting, like, idea, right? Because I agree with your interpretation, which is just that, like, he has gotten so rich that he can fund, like, research. Yeah. I guess. I mean i get is it maybe he's just like on another scale such that he can just like fund everything but like i typically think of it as you know no matter how rich you are you're choosing which areas to fund that seem promising and like you're gonna have hit or misses okay this is true for sure yeah and so i would think that he would have like he would excel in some areas but other people would excel in others But it seems like he's just, like, number one in almost everything. Well, I feel like he... Okay. And this is the problem with this libertarian edgelord idea. Uh, He can just pay the people to do it, right? So, like, let's say one of his other silver competitors is, like, starting to come up with a promising new, uh, I don't know, pharmaceutical, maybe. Uh, All he has to do is buy them out. And then he has a promising new pharmaceutical. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And like, sure. At a certain point, if you're the only one making it, you can charge whatever you want. Like when he, he's talking about how he comes up with this new stealth capabilities for the ship. And he's like, yeah, but if we were to outfit things, it would bankrupt the whole Republic. And it's like, okay, well you set the price. <laughs> so can you just make it cheaper? <laughs> do you know what i mean like he is creating products where he's like oh this will be really valuable and i will be the only one who makes it right okay Um, to be fair i'm assuming there's like you know like material shortage that he can't get around sure (laughs) but but i i take your point um these things can't all have like material shortages no and he's, he seems like he essentially has infinite money. Yeah. I mean, they it's, I, I don't know. It's a government. What do you, what is, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. A Ah, uh, get over yourself, man. Help out a little bit. Just a little. Well, he has done. He did, he's yeah, done a little. He is. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, can I, can I do a cold shot here real quick? real oh, quick sure. from downtown uh we're gonna make a prediction pax pax is getting the parasite right i don't know i mean he's going to blue school to learn how to interface with a bunch of big technology he wants to be the one Ugh. to go meet with quicksilver oh, You're right do you think that he's going to get like the perfected version though that doesn't apparently doesn't mess with memories and whatnot <sighs> hmm this is a good question I think what's going to happen is (laughs) let's see if we've figured out Pierce well enough I think what's going to happen is he's going to go he's going to be given this choice but he's not going to know that there's a perfect version he's going to be like yeah I'll make that sacrifice because this is what I have to do for my duty and then Quicksilver will be like oh man alright well there's a perfected one so I'll give you that one I just was (laughs) I was hoping to save that for me (laughs) Okay. I, I, I was thinking more along the lines it'd be like, that was a test. Uh, and since you passed it you get the perfected one. Yeah, so it's it's, it's, like a, it's like a it's like a Charlie in the chocolate factory situation where he's gonna be like, Oh, you returned the gobstopper kid. All right, I'll give you the real one. You get the factory now. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it does seem like a good fit for PAX. Yeah. And it like sure. it puts him it puts him in like a competing level with the like it feels like with the mind's eye ooh, should sure, we get a yeah. little showdown happening Pax v lysander interesting um, yeah okay i'm here for that i will say i hope that someone gets it <laughs> i like, know it's just gone <laughs> right like there's got to be somebody who's like yeah i'll take that any day of the week yeah yeah because <laughs> like i was coming into this book thinking that was going to be a big deal yeah i mean it it should be it could literally win the war it sounds like um but uh yeah i don't i don't know i don't know it's gone somewhere not in lyria though which i don't know i kind of respected that i thought that was a nice moment oh yeah for sure for sure
1: it's also eloquent
0: too very eloquent um we've also have you noticed the build right now we're in a building phase uh what what do you mean okay so things look bad right things are really bad oh (laughs) you're talking about the the cycles of of pierce's writing yeah things look awful but hold on athena's on the horizon and who's this oh there's a little figment thing there's a little parasite that can have a big impact oh hold on right we're we're building right we're building (laughs) okay that's true that's true I, I'm, I've lost all trust though, <laughs> because to me, I feel like the the cycles have turned into building, and then right before, right before, we finish building, a big wrecking ball comes through. Yeah, there's only there's not that much time left, Pierce. I feel like <laughs> there can't be a big wrecking ball, right? Okay, okay. Let's hope let's hope there's no. Big wrecking ball. Yeah. Um but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Do you have anything more on on uh, Lyria's trip out to the asteroid? Mm, nah. Let's go back home. Okay. One thing that I want to say that's that's a little bit general, and I forget if I've said this before, but I I appreciate how many like speeches there are. <laughs> And how important just like oratory yeah. is yeah. in these books. Like it seems like um, you can actually convince people with with oratory rather than yeah. our world where it's like words don't really matter anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the the one that I'm thinking of in this section is Lysander's speech yeah. to the 200. um. Which, I I don't know, maybe he had already set, like, things in in motion enough to where the actual thing that he's, like, the actual words he's using doesn't matter as much. But I don't think so, actually. I think that, like, the way that he does it is just as if not more important than the actual thing itself. Right. And the thing itself, like, the the thing he has to back up his speech is this truce that he's brokered between the Minotaur and cassie i think is the house carthy carthy yeah carthy um and so that is the thing that kind of tips the balance right um right right. but you need both i guess you you do need both uh and i do like that however i still hate lysander i still think lysander is the (laughs) worst well of course um and like I kind of wish everyone would see that and just be like, dude, I don't care that you're doing this. This you're, you're awful, especially (laughs) so like no other speech seems to be as important as that one. Like the speeches that everybody else gives, it doesn't seem like their words are actually that important because all they're doing is like a pep talk. Right. Yeah. They're just like, they're just building hype for the most part. This is true. Um, and I guess you could say that's what Lysander's doing as well, just for his kind of thing that he wants to do. But I think it's different for Lysander's speech. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I agree with you. Because, like, the other speeches that I'm thinking of are, like, you know, Darrow's infinite number of, of hype speeches. Mm hmm. Mm mm-hmm. um, Things like that, which are, as you say, not really like intended to, like, change people's mind or, like, shift the course of what people are doing. They're just to make the plan go better by making people hyped, I guess. Right. Right. Um. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> to your point about wanting people to hate Lysander, which I completely agree with, I will say our team, the Republic, uh-huh. does... of course hate lysander yeah and like i feel like for the reason that we want them to hate lysander yeah they do (laughs) it's not which i really appreciate it's not like yeah fuck that guy he like uh killed my friend or whatever yeah it's like yeah that guy's a little shit (laughs) (laughs) exactly no that was so satisfying when virginia and victor were talking about what they would drink over his corpse and it was just like oh yes fuck him up <laughs> <laughs> right right um d- just a small aside here uh love love mustang and virginia together mustang and Victra. Sorry, sorry love mustang and Victra together um victoria's so victoria's such an entertaining character i'm really bummed that it, we that we have been had her darrow and severo separated for so long mm-hmm. um but that's just a small aside yeah Ooh, uh, another quick aside in this same vein pierce answered my prayer from the last pod episode did you pick up on this what did i what was uh, I, I what was remember. the team up that i wanted to see severo cassius darrow right Yes. First, like, five chapters, Pierce gave that to me. And I was just like, Pierce, thank you. It was really nice that we didn't have to wait for Severo. Oh, I would have hated that. I was dreading the, like, long slog to find Severo. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the, like, the state of their relationship. I mean, they've... They've got some things to work through, man. Yeah, that's true. Cassius killed Severo's dad, so... (laughs) That's kind of big, actually. Cassius kills Severo's dad. All of Cassius' family is dead, except for his mom. (laughs) Who is a part of the society. (laughs) Right. Things are are tough on both sides. Mm. I mean, I think they're a little different. I will also say... Darrow is trying to bridge this divide between Severo and Cassius. And he seems to mm-hmm. not be giving enough weight to the fact that Cassius killed Severo's dad. He's like, it was 10 years. ago, <laughs> a- It was like 12 years ago, dude, get over it. Meanwhile, Severo's like <laughs> crying at the like sound of his dad's voice on a hollow. And it's like, you clearly, you don't understand how important his dad was to him. D- right. Darrow. Yeah. Yeah, stuff. It's, it's tough to get around it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We we got to have some kind of some kind of uh, reconciliation though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, ooh, speaking of reconciliations, so. Screwface. Yeah, I don't remember being that big of a character. Like obviously, I remember him, mm-hmm. but just like in a minor way. Mm-hmm. Um, Screwface and Virginia's reunion. Sobbing. Oh over yeah, here it was very. I, like, I don't remember it. you guys even being friends, but I am crying. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she just like says exactly what he needs to hear, right? She's like, "Hey, yeah. like we appreciate your hard work," and he was like, "That's all I needed." <laughs> right, and it was it touching is, to see. Right, it is tough that like everyone knows Screwface's deal. Where everybody is like, yeah, Screwface, uh, always been, you know, pretty ugly, insecure, uh, low confidence. <laughs> I'll just say something nice to him, which turns into a really nice thing. But it's also like, mm, man, really hope Screwface doesn't know that everybody knows this about him. <laughs> but I put this on everybody else, though, because why does Screwface have such low confidence Maybe because nobody's paying him compliments ever. They're just constantly seeing mm. the hunger in his eyes for like a little bit of recognition and refusing to acknowledge it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like they're like, you only get my, you only get my compliments after you go f- undercover for three years. I gotta save this up so I can force you to do some really horrible shit to earn just like a <laughs> little bit of praise from me. I gotta dole this out strategically. Right, right. But but luckily Virginia Virginia gives it uh, gives him all the praise at, at the time he needs it. And it was it was very heartwarming. It was. I needed that. It was. I mean Virginia's we're I mean we gotta like you gotta like the Republic in this book, right? They're just all so nice. Compared to everybody else, the people in the <laughs> Republic are just so good, aren't they? I know. I know. It would be a lot harder yeah. if, like, the people in this society were also, like, genuinely kind. Yeah. I mean, it would be, but it would also be impossible for that to be a thing. Of course. Right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. man. Um, okay. So, so the last section that I have here is the start of the war, the battle, I guess, mm-hmm. on Phobos mm-hmm. or Mars in general. Yeah. And and the f- the first thing that I say I have to say is that I always feel so like helpless during intense oh, yeah. battle scenes which is like all of them more so than I feel like any other book because I feel like a lot of books or authors will want to make sure that like things feel risky, right? And so they will kill or have somebody important or have something go poorly right <laughs> but as we've said before i feel like pierce takes this to a good extreme yeah where like my sh- i've shifted to the other way where i think that everything is going to go poorly and so like every time there's a battle now i'm just like so stressed out okay i'm gonna take it a little further because i agree with you and I think the thing is, anytime there's a battle and our main characters don't have a secret cool plan that's that they've been cooking up, I'm like, okay, mm, they're going to mm. lose. They're going to lose because the like, other side has a secret cool plan that they're about to whip out and decimate you with. And you're not ready for it. Right. I think that this was like, okay, the difference here in maybe the first two books, I want to say. hmm was that Darrow was always like always had the secret plans right because yes. he was he was the aggressive. secretly a red yeah. yeah and no one knew this and so like at every at every opportunity he was doing something crazy yes whereas now in these later books it's much more even on the like who has the um initiative mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm and so yes, you're right. Because of that, I'm just like always so scared. Yeah. That things are about to that things are about to just like suddenly go terribly terribly wrong. Right. Well, cuz we know cuz Lysander's been building this ship with like a big set of jaws on the front to just eat up the moon or whatever. <laughs> right. That's, I think that's what's going to happen. What do, yeah, sure. what, what do you think is going to happen, though? Because we're at a very unique point right now where we stopped, where we, are, we don't know why the ship is so heavy in the front. They keep talking about <laughs> how mean, the ship is so heavy. Why is it so heavy, Luke? So I feel like, and maybe this is me just being too, like going for too simplistic reasons, but just as like a gigantic shield or even like ramming thing, mm mm-hmm. Do you Mm -hmm. think he's ramming the moon? Okay, I have I have three ideas. The first is the big set of jaws, and he's he wants to just chomp up the moon, take a big bite out of it. The second, yes, is just a big battering ram. It just gives him a lot of kinetic energy to do something with, I guess, to like smash it. Yeah, but the thing yeah, so the thing is once you have something that's that big as a battering ram, yeah. It's like a whole different thing right <laughs> like battering ramming a moon i don't know it just it just feels a little bit out there well and so this me. this is the third option is that it's a different kind of weapon okay. what what if he's trying to adjust the gravity the like trajectory of moons to crash them into planets like to threaten to crash them into the planet oh man like he's using it as like a tether or like an anchor or like a tractor beam on the moon to like pull it into the into Mars it's creative mm-hmm I'll give you that um very destructive but it's like a threat though maybe he's like gonna threaten it man okay okay and he could well, do that I hope to, not he could do that to <laughs> any planet with a moon he could just be like yeah I'm gonna change your moon's trajectory so that it crashes into your planet unless you do this. <laughs> It's tough. It's very tough. I mean it, <laughs> it would only work. work I feel like on small moons though. Yeah, it pro- take a long time on a bigger moon. That's for sure. <laughs> but could be done. Could be done. Yeah, but this thing is huge, um, right? It is huge. I mean, the other option is just right this, this was built by um the the family that is does not know how to build ships. The Votum, maybe, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to build. Make it big. Make it heavy on the front. It needs to fly right. <laughs> like a hammer. Uh, that could be it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's... Mm, I like my Jaws option. I think he wants to take a big jaws. bite. Big bite. Sure. It could be. Um, okay. The The last note that I have uh, is a little interaction with Virginia and Kvax. Yeah about virginia's source of information mm-hmm. do we have theories i have one i have i have one i think it's obvious who it's got to be right who, who are you thinking it's, it's jackal too <laughs> this is what i was thinking too yes yeah, it's jackal too it's gotta be um um uh <sighs> virginia <sighs> i get that he is like a genius and he helps you out a lot with your you know he's not good, right? You know he's got his own. I. You know my note about this that I wrote in this section, Luke, was just like, "See, Pierce, you have the Minotaur because we got so much about the Minotaur in this section, especially when he takes Darrow in and duels him, where he's like yeah. evil in a very special way, and he like guilt- mm-hmm. he gets this like martial." energy with these greys all worked up into a fever and like that's kind of his power right you don't need the jackal we have a new jackal because the minotaur (laughs) is so j-level he's like on the jackal's level i think but in a very different way and it's like just let the minotaur be that you don't need the jackal anymore right because the key here is that it's different yes like on the same on the same tier but but completely different category. Um, which I mean, maybe we shouldn't anticipate too much because I will say it's been good, as you mentioned in previous episodes, that we actually have not returned to Jekyll 2.0, really. Yes, this is true. So, um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I do think that the abomination, as they call it, which rude, uh, I'm into it is for, is Virginia's source um I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna be confident in this but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope that we're getting jackal 2.0 redemption arc Luke no please don't do like, this to me I requested I requested redemption arc in our episode on like book two of the series or something Luke no <laughs> And it's finally here. I'm always, I'm almost always here for a redemption arc. Give me a redemption arc for anybody but the jackal. Mm. Bury the (laughs) jackal. Bury the jackal again. Always keep burying the jackal. Okay. I'm done with him. It's fair. It's fair. He's around Pax's age. Maybe they could be buddies. God. (laughs) I would burn the book. I would... I would buy a copy of the book so I could light it on fire if that happens. <laughs> We'd love it. We'd love it. We're hyped. Ah, please no. Okay. Anyway, I, I still don't quite understand what's going on on Luna actually. Mhm. Where it's been like Atlantia has been trying to blockade it or something. We I'm, haven't heard much about it. So it's still so controlled by the Vox. I understand box. the conflict. Yeah, but through the Jackal, right? Yes, but the Jackal isn't on the same side as Atalantia. Sure, okay, yeah. So they're like, yeah, they're not teamed up. They're competing right now. Yes, but in a really weird way, I feel like. Like, they're not direct. It's not the same, like, trajectory of competition as, like, the Republic versus the Society. Yeah, but they're still enemies, Um it's mm, you're right. It is it is slightly different, but I don't think in as big of a way as I initially thought it was going to be. Like I thought they were going to like settle their differences pretty quickly, but mm. is it you think because the uh, Jaggle 2.0 is a good guy now? <sighs> no, Luke, a good guy wouldn't settle their differences with a fascist slave running society. <laughs> That's not how good guys work. Sorry. <laughs> okay, sure. So, so sure, actually sure, sure. Maybe he is more of a good guy now that he's not aligning himself with the fascist. I don't know. Hey, we're not it's getting all redemption all arc. Around. No. It's all coming around. You know what I hope? I hope we find out halfway through this book that the Jackal 2 has actually been dead the whole time because Virginia got him with her little flower. <laughs> and they've just been pretending like he's still alive and puppeting him around like a weekend at Bernie's. And that her intel is actually coming from, like, Daxo, who they plugged his head into a computer or something. <laughs> Daxo, who is also cloned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Let's hope for that. <laughs> it could be. I think it could be. Um, Luke, we're in the middle of this battle right now. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit disappointed in the Republic. And the reason why I'm okay. disappointed in them is... When you do your training for, like, war, sure, you do the conventional (laughs) training. Yeah, you like, all right, here's what to do if they come hit us with a fleet and stuff. You have, like, one of the greatest tactical masterminds on your side. Like, Darrow is this person who comes up with these great plans to do stuff. Yeah. You gotta train for what if they do what Darrow did, right? As in... The claw drill thing. Everything Darrow has ever done, you got to be like, okay, now Darrow did this thing and it was really effective because they didn't expect it. So what would we do if they flipped the script on us and copied Darrow? They don't even—they don't have a plan here. They're just like, oh, he's copying Darrow, that bastard. And it's like, yeah, he's copying Darrow. That was a super effective strategy. Why wouldn't he be copying Darrow? <laughs> That's how this works. If that worked really well. I'm gonna do—I'm gonna try it again right okay yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) like they have to prepare for this kind of thing (laughs) they're just like no one's darrow is crazy no one's no one's crazy like darrow though maybe that's it yeah they're just so impressed by how crazy darrow is That they're like, no one would even try that. Daryl got into a claw drill. No one can do that but reds. And reds wouldn't do that to us. Reds are cool. (laughs) Reds are cool. Reds are cool now. Reds have always been cool. What are you Um, talking about, Luke? Well, but I mean, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I I don't... The problem with this one is that... I don't know what the... The... Really... Thing to work against it is unless this is becoming like an actual common enough thing to be ready for. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yes, but I think Lysander rec- Lysander talks to Atalantia before he does his big speech and he's like, why don't we attack Mars? And Atalantia and Atlas are essentially like, that is the worst idea because of these reasons. Mm-hmm. And apparently Lysander comes up with a plan that makes it not the worst idea. If I'm currently on Mars, like I know Atalantia and Atlas's perspective that it's a bad idea. Like I'm aware of that too. So then I've got to be thinking, okay, what are the things they could do that make it a good idea? And those are the things I need to prepare for. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to prepare for the crazy shit because the normal stuff isn't going to work and they know it and I know it. Well, okay. To be fair, I think that that Lysander's move of like going to Mars does not mean that he has like a plan that makes their their arguments that like defeats their arguments about making it so difficult. I think that he's just like, yeah, it's worth it. Mm, maybe. Okay. Because like, because like when they when one of the most famous parts of the war that we've learned about so far is the rat war to take Mars. Yes. And so like Darrow did not have some creative way to do it. I don't think, I think this is why Atlantia and Atlas are like, no, that shit sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You think Lysander just doesn't have the experience and is just like, yeah, we could maybe make this work. Um, A combination of doesn't have the experience or just like doesn't care. Yeah, just wants to do it anyway. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But I think you also just need to prep for like, what are the ways they could gain the advantage? Because even as they're coming in, right, Virginia's like, we have the advantage. Like, I think we're in a better position. You got to be thinking of like, what are they going to be doing to try and tip that in their favor in a major way? Right yeah because that's what daryl always did Darrow never Darrow was always way outnumbered and still figured out a way to win you got to look at that and be like okay anytime we have the advantage there is a chance they do something crazy and come out on top right you you need to split up your your strategic like planning forces whatever to the normal ones <laughs> and then have a group that you're like, you guys go up to the side, think up all the crazy stuff they could do. <laughs> Rule number 1, what would Darrow do? And then just like plan for all that first. And then and then come back to us and let us know. I think it's important to separate the groups so that you don't get groupthink, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to have a you got to have a crazy group. I man, mm we got to get Darrow back in the mix. Get Darrow back in here, please. <laughs> That's right. Darrow. Uh hopefully this book gets uh gets Darrow back on his on his mojo cuz cuz his plan and his fighting so far have been have been a little bit lackluster, but maybe he'll turn it around. I hope so. I don't want to see Virginia captured again. I'm going to say that. Oh yeah. I'm tired again, of- if, if if Virginia If Virginia dies, we riot. We riot. Yeah, this is true. We need to. Um, We'll see. I'm going to make a quick prediction because we're still in the midst of battle. I don't think Lysander wins. Like, I think they get repelled for the moment. Okay. Mostly it's just because that's what I want to happen because I freaking hate Lysander's guts. I know. I know. Also, if Victra dies, we riot. God. Obviously, Kvax is going to (laughs) die. Right? Is that obvious? Right. I mean, when, you're, when your pet is whining after you when you leave, you're done. Um, mm. We're running out of characters, Pierce. We're running out of characters for you to kill off. I you know. Mm. So okay. we'll see. Okay, yeah. I I, I I think I agree with you that is that not going to have a total victory, at least. Because I cannot survive with that (laughs) with that outcome none of us can none of us can um yeah so we'll see we're about to find out i'm probably gonna go finish this battle right after this recording to see what happens uh yeah for sure because i hope lysander gets shot into the sun after this battle (laughs) i'm so over him
1: uh
0: but we'll we'll see we're about to find out uh Whatever happens, we'll be back next week with with hot takes and potentially a riot. (laughs) Potentially a riot, but definitely still being dumb nerds.